Welcome to the Chinese Circular, where we redefine the narrative on autism parenting. I'm Janice Patrick, your host, and I'm excited to take you on a journey through the unique experiences, challenges, and wins of our incredible community. I'm your host, Janice Patrick, and today we have a special guest who's generously agreed to share their unique journey as a special needs parent. Our aim is to provide a platform for real, relatable stories that resonate with our listeners and create a sense of community. So without further ado, let's welcome our guest. I'm thrilled to introduce Otisha Evans, a fellow special needs parent to our podcast. Otisha Evans is not only a loving parent, but also uh, an impromptu advocate and source of inspiration for many. So thank you so much for joining us today, Otisha. Could you start by telling our listeners a bit about yourself and your family? Definitely, definitely. So um, I'm originally from Jackson, Mississippi. Hey, hey. Um, I recently moved. Okay. I recently moved to the Midwest with my family, uh, my two kids. I have a six-year-old son who is autistic, and he also has ADHD. And I also have a a 10-month-old. So it has definitely been um, an interesting journey to navigate that, especially um, in the, I would say, in the Black community in general. I mean, we'll talk about that a little later, but um, it's it's definitely been a, a journey and a learning experience for me. Um, I am a former educator. I taught for six years in the middle school and high school level. Um, And then I started my hobby of home decor. I have an online boutique um, at home with Tish. And I also have an interior design studio where I do um, e-designs for clients. And um, I'm just living my life, you know, enjoying my babies. I heard that. Go ahead and plug us your website URL while while you're here. What's that link? Okay. All right. So my online boutique, it is at home with Tish.com. And that's the same thing on Instagram and TikTok. And my interior design studio is oevansdesigns.com. Awesome. Thank you, Otisha. That sounds great. So I wanted to ask, can you share just a little bit about your personal journey Um, as a parent of a newly diagnosed uh, autistic child, uh, what led up to this point? What got us to the point of a diagnosis? Um, Well, we received the diagnosis of ADHD a year ago. Um, We took him to the doctor because we just noticed um, from when he was in, all the way back from what, pre-K, we noticed that he was distant from all the other kids. While they were doing carpet time learning, he would be playing and I remember getting frustrated because I'm like, listen, I'm an educator too, sis. Like, why are you letting my child sit over there and be by himself while the mm-hmm. other kids are learning? He's falling behind. And so, I mean, I just thought it was this social awkwardness. I didn't know anything about ADHD or autism. Um, I was just concerned and I didn't understand why she wasn't setting him or setting him up for success. And so we took him to the doctor and they initially diagnosed him with just ADHD um, because he also has like, he's very hyperactive. Um, it's like, he just constantly just runs, runs, runs his brain. Okay. Yeah. So, 
if we noticed that, um, we just recently got him diagnosed with autism this past summer. Was that in July? Um, and that has been groundbreaking, you know, academic wise, because, you know, I didn't want him to be labeled as that kid, you know, because I, I see firsthand how kids fall through the cracks and then that's it. You go to high school, you can't graduate and then you're stuck. That's right. Yes. That reminds me so much of Caleb when you said just running, running left, running right, running up, running down. He uh, also has ADHD um, along with his father. Sorry, Kurt. You know, but I definitely, <laughs> he's gonna, oh my gosh. But yeah, I understand. So you're definitely um, not alone. And it kind of makes me sick to my stomach to think about how we do let these kids, you know, our children fall through the cracks. Um, especially uh, witnessing another educator, you know, letting that happen. And so good for you for not letting that happen, you know, um, exactly, especially you being an educator. Um, Another question, many parents experience a complex complex, uh, mix of emotions when their child is diagnosed with autism. Can you, would you be willing to describe your own emotional journey um, and give any advice you have for parents who may be feeling similar emotions? Um, Absolutely. I can start by saying I have been feeling overwhelmed because I um, have seen, I've taught kids with autism um, and special needs children, but I have never personally had, had, you know, this up close experience, you know, dealing with autism, day-to-day life, responsibilities, learning how to respond, you know, as far as positive reinforcement. So I can definitely say my first emotion, my feeling is being overwhelmed, um, trying to sift through all of the resources and all of the things and trying to make sure that I educate myself as a parent because I want to know how best to reach and help my child. So um, I think it's helped me to reach out and, you know, seek advice um, and support from like other parents who have experience with, you know, who also have special needs children, because that gives me an insight into a world that I knew nothing about previously. Most definitely. Most definitely. And uh, I thank you for that. We, the community and our uh, readership and listenership do thank you for that. Um, an- another question Grief and guilt are common feelings among parents, special needs children of autistic children. How have you personally coped with these emotions and what strategies do you find effective for managing them? Um, I can start with grief. I mean, I've had those those moments where I've just cried because, you know, Mm -hmm. especially from the school, you know, they constantly call me. He can pick your child up. He's doing this. He's running yes. out of classroom. He's hitting kids. And, you yes. know, as a parent, that just hits you. It hits so close to home because it's like, I want to do, I want to help my child, but I have no idea what to do. And right. so that, that has definitely um, made me be an advocate for both himself and myself so that I can, you know, know how to use strategies for my, you know, for my own coping um, so mm-hmm. I can be the best version of myself to help him because if I'm not together, I can't do anything, you know, like mentally and emotionally to support him. So Correct. I definitely think that you should seek strategies from like for here we have what's called Avenues for Autism. You know, they, they have parent support groups that have activities for kids that are, have special needs um, because that may be a closed off group. 
Maybe you can go to, you know, like a, a amusement park or some type of small social settings where it's just kids with special needs. It's not everyone else. And I think that that's helped him a little with his social anxiety because he's not having mm-hmm. to all the way in. He sees other kids like himself. That's um, really and he can, you know, put a toe in and then he can slowly start walking. So that's yeah. right. Keep those outside resources and those parent support groups for sure. Sure. Most, most definitely. And I'm so glad that you do have those resources uh, like we do uh, for Caleb. It's so important for the child. I know appreciates being able the opportunity to, like you said, stick their toe in first. You know, um, it's very important for them. Uh, let me ask you, Is has loneliness been a feeling that you felt along this journey? Has it been a prevalent feeling uh, within yourself? Absolutely. Um, no one um, on either side of my husband's family or my side of the family has experience with special needs. You know, my husband is older than me. Um, my family's old school. Like they, they're used to the kids being, special needs kids being in a room by themselves. And, you know, we don't do that. You know, we want an inclusive environment where everyone feels welcome and appreciated, um, but everyone may learn differently. So it definitely has been a, a lonely journey for me to try to advocate and say, hey, my child does things differently, but it's okay. You know, don't don't give yeah. me the whole, oh, he just needs a spanking and he'll tighten up. Mm-hmm. Not how, you know, so it's just about educating the people around us so that they can better understand what we're going Absolutely. And I found myself doing the exact same thing. I, like you, have a very old school uh, family who would just say he, you know, Caleb just needs to be around other kids, uh, his age he needs to be around more people, period. Or he just needs to get his butt beat, you know, do that. He'll, he'll stop doing it. And it's just not, it's just not the case. You know, it's, it's completely different. Yeah. And so education is, is a big component. Um, overwhelming moments are a part of special needs parenting. How do you handle times when you feel lost and unsure about the next steps to take? Um, well, I'm in the throes of that right now because, like I said, he was just recently diagnosed, but we've been dealing with this for a while. Um, mm-hmm. I'm so thankful to have um, his therapist because she she's amazing. Like I have, he has one that works with him for behavior management. And then there's another one that works with us as a parents on different strategies and oh, things to try with them. So if it's one of those moments like, hey, I don't know what I'm doing, then, you know, I can just shoot a quick text and she'll respond, you know, to say, hey, we can set up a time to talk about it because, oh, I mean, I need, to know, I need to know what to do, you know, because it, it yes, hurts me if I know what to do for my child because I feel like I'm supposed to know I'm his mother. So, yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. I'm glad that, you know, you have your, your child in the therapy modalities and there's also a modality for you as the parent as well. I know that's what we have in place with uh, Caleb and it has uh, done so much for both of our developments and I'm, I'm grateful for its placement. Um, <laughs> another question. Yeah. <laughs> what have you found to be your greatest source of emotional support and strength? in your parenting journey? Um, so I would definitely say like just my Bible, my daily Bible verses. Um, it has helped me tremendously to stay grounded because like I said, it can be a lonely journey. 
And when you don't feel like educating and telling people all the things, you know, you just need to find your own peace, my inner peace. And that is through my Bible verse. Um, my favorite is Proverbs 3, verse 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. So I know that there are some things I may not be able to control today, but it's okay. You know, I'm going to work for what I got. So that's how I take every day, every moment. Thank you very much for reminding um, me of that as well. Um, I, I, I myself use that tactic as well. Um, very effective. And um, thank you for that reminder. I also love that verse. I also love that verse. Um, you know, I can't re- lean on my own understanding with anything. You know, that verse means exactly what it says. You know, trust in him with with everything. You know, you can't understand. You can't lean on your own understanding at all. You will always fall short. We will every single time. Um Finding an uplifting and supportive community can be transformative. Can you share your experiences in connecting with other parents like me uh, in similar situations? And how has this impacted your journey? Um, I'm definitely thankful, you know, because like I said, it can be lonely. And when you do find someone else that knows exactly what you're going through, you're like, yes, Jesus, yes, help me. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure I have about 10,000 questions. You probably can at least answer 5,000 of them. So let yeah. me go ahead and reach out. Um, so I am thankful that you have this resource and this platform because, like I said, people don't know what they don't know. And, no. you know, especially if you, you don't have any experience with it, you need to educate yourself, you know. So it is a, a great uh, positive thing that you have here, this outlet to educate and to bring parents and families together that are going through similar situations um, and then just be proactive as a parent, you know, mm-hmm. find those in the community, find those support groups, you know, so that you can just, it's a lot like mentally and emotionally. Yes. So you, you have to find someone that can actually connect and under, empathize with you on what you're going through. Indeed, indeed. And, and thank you so much for your compliments. I, I appreciate that uh, so much. You have no idea um, what that does for me. Um personally, as um, a parent of autism who's going through, you know, I'm in this journey with you, you know, um, coming up to the to the end here, what words of encouragement do you have for parents who may be facing challenges in their parenting journey and are seeking hope and reassurance? Um, first of all, I would say that mind, sh- that mind shift change is very important. Like, you realize that your child is unique. He or she may learn differently and act differently, but it's okay. You know, so accepting that that is that normalcy for you, it's okay. If your family looks a little different from the next, um, <laughs> just to stay in that, in that space, that's the first step. And then the mm-hmm. second step would just be seek those resources and that support. Because if you, if you don't educate yourself, it's like, how are you supposed to help your child? You know, if you don't even know what's going on, you know, so whether that's your doctor, whether that's finding outside resources financially. I mean, I didn't even know about that. Like the resources mm-hmm. financially, um, there, there's a wealth of, of knowledge out there. You just have to seek it. You know, if you do need funding for, for those, you know, resources uh, for the classroom, you can get that. So sure I can. just think. It's just about that step of you being proactive and research. You can find anything on Google. Yes, you <laughs> so, can. Yes, you can. <laughs> yeah, just be proactive. And, you you know, you are your child's biggest cheerleader. So 
Fight for your baby. You get what they need. Indeed. Indeed. You are always your child's biggest advocate, their cheerleader, like you said. And finally, Mrs. Evans, what are some of the proudest moments and achievements you've experienced as a parent on this unique and rewarding journey? Anything you're proud of? Um, I am proud that my child is now being more, being better communicating his needs because for a while he would simply say one or two words and Mm -hmm. it was very for him being in kindergarten. They didn't know what he knew. And it was like, okay, well, how am I supposed to get my child to speak to you in class? You know, so um, it's, it's about uh, several things, but mainly the relationship with that person, the teacher. Um, just to make sure your child feels safe, feels comfortable, and make sure that the teacher is given the resources that your child needs in school. Okay. Because part now he 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 doesn't even want to go to sleep. Child, he's like, when is the morning time? I want to go. I want to go to okay. my class. <laughs> so I mean, he he's not playing about his teacher. He loves her. So oh, that's it, amazing. I I am very excited about that. He is me too. He's excited about school. He actually wants to go now. Oh wow, that that's a lot. That's saying something really big right there. Yeah, Caleb, he he enjoys going to school, so he looks forward to it. He 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 run as soon as we open the door. He he's running to his classroom now, and uh, exactly. And so I understand your your moment of uh, pride right there. Well, that's all I have for you, uh, Mrs. Evans. I thank you so much for being a part of the Full Spectrum Family uh, podcast. Thank you for having me, and I look forward to hearing the rest of your amazing episodes. You sure will. You will later today. You will later today if I can wrangle these children and uh, find time to get it done. So (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much, Mrs. Evans. You have a wonderful rest of your day you as well. Thank you so much, Otisha, for sharing your story and insights with us today. Your journey is sure to resonate with many of our listeners and to our audience. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. Remember, you're part of a supportive community, and together we navigate the full spectrum of experiences. Until next time. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the Shanice Circular, please share my publication with others and post about it on social media. As always, you can head over to Shanice.co to subscribe for free. That's all for this episode. See you next time.